everybody. I go by the name of Sly. And I'm Cartier the Dawn. And we want to encourage you guys to listen to The Melting Pot. Where we will release new episodes every Sunday discussing today's most hottest and controversial topics. Stirring up all things popular culture. And you know what they say. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Brought to you by The, the Melting Pot. It's called gentrification. It's what happens when the property value of a certain area is brought down. Huh? You listening? Yeah. They bring the property value down. They can buy the land at a lower price. Then they move all the people out, raise the property value, and sell it at a profit. Now, what we need to do is we need to keep everything in our neighborhood, everything, black. Black owned with black money, just like the Jews, the Italians, the Mexicans, and the Koreans do. Talking about gentrification, my friends. Genital what? I'm talking about the beginning of the end. I have seen this before on Fulton Street in 64, on Kirby Street in 68. Realtors started buying up property at better than market value, and within a few months, the whole neighborhood was overrun with the gentry, and we were forced out. <laughs> Laugh, laugh. You won't be laughing in a year when you won't be able to afford to live here. They move in, they take over. And welcome back to another installment here of the Melted Pot. I'm your host, Curdy the Dom. I'm your host, Sly. And on today's hot seat, we're going to have a, an interesting conversation about gentrification and why people make it seem like it's a bad thing. Um, the topic came from the new Amazon show Harlem, where, you know, they are in South Harlem and it's just changing from the Harlem that we used to know in the Roaring Twenties to this place of modern times. A lot of places like Atlanta is gentrifying. In certain places that used to be predominantly Black and Black-owned, you will see different races running and jogging with their dogs and, you know, new Starbucks and different type of Chicago-style pizza places being built in. And um, I feel like change is a good thing. But I know a lot of people feel like, you know, with gentrification comes change and they're erasing history. But I don't feel like they're erasing history, if you know the history behind the place. But I just feel like, you know, we are in a modern times and we cannot just have these same, same old thing, you know? I mean, we can, with the new places, you can keep the old things and like, uh, like these apartments. There are these apartments in Atlanta that you can go to, to the leasing office. They have like two or three actual seats from the original Brave Stadium. They have a Hank Aaron baseball that he signed. They have, I want to say Hank Aaron's jacket. So it's like some of these new places are keeping the history. So you can't just say, oh, they're erasing history. You know, some of these places are actually keeping it. You just got to go and know where to look for it. But yeah, y'all should definitely check that out. If you're interested, I will tell you the name of the place. I don't just want to tell you because you know, people actually do live there right now. But you can actually go on and it's pretty cool. I feel like, of course, there's there's so many pros and cons to gentrification. But, okay, the point you started with, 
Going back to the point where you just said about, you know, people feel like it erases history. In a sense, it does. It just depends on how they approach it. You know what I'm saying? So like, this conversation is based off of the Harlem show. That's uh, the new Prime show. And like you were saying, okay, on there, she had, Megan Good's character had a, a, a problem with her ex fiance or boyfriend's character because he bought the shop or whatever, the restaurant, but he didn't, he took away all of the black essence of the restaurant. He did not keep one artifact. Now he did try to change it after he, after they had to like get on his ass about it. But like, he tried to bring some of that black culture and the history back, you know, that represents Harlem and the community in the neighborhood. But like, it just depends on people's approach. Going back to my original stance, like it just, I would say it's bad justification when you, yeah, try to erase, oh, this used to be like a black mom and pop shop. You know, everybody in the neighborhood used to come here. You know, people would get, you know, if they knew you, you know, when you go to a place, you become a usual or regular, they'll mess with you on the price sometimes. Oh, you know, that's on the house. You know what I'm saying? It, it builds a sense of, you know, love in the community, like you actually care, you know, a sense of loyalty between the customer and business, the business owners. So like, I don't feel like when the white man comes into the black neighborhoods and they gentrify our coffee shops and, and our, and our, and our buildings and they, they try to make high rises and put McDonald's in on every corner. I just feel like some of them don't acknowledge that, you know, it's just like, mm, we're going to go out with this blueprint and it's going to look like this and it's just going to happen to be in this part of town. But, you know, it's also comes to things where like that raises the property values for, you know, the people who are in these neighborhoods. It raises it. So, you know, say you're in a low income neighborhood, they try to put this new property there. It raises up the values and then that makes the people have to either move out of the neighborhood that they've been living in all their life, they mom, you know, grandma before them been living in, or it's like they have to bust their ass, get another job, um, just to, you know, trying to be able to pay this, is to stay in their in they hood, in their neighborhood. Um, so, you know, like when it comes to things like that, that's, you know, that is the bad side of gentrification, but there's, there's a lot of good sides too. You're right. There are a lot of good points to gentrification, like in, Gentrification brings in growth. It brings in new jobs. It brings in new people. New people means you don't have to date the same people that you're dating for like the last 10 years over and over. over. You know, because now you have new people coming in. You, um, you get new opportunities. You get more places to eat. You know, there's a lot that comes with gentrification. You know, um, it does. Go on the good side, it provides jobs, like you were saying, new people. So they need new people to, you know, work. So it creates job opportunities. And so, like, Gentrification is is a good thing. It's a good thing. And a lot of times with our old areas, it's not always built around the best memories, you know? So I just feel like some of that stuff can be knocked down, man. And I know that's a that's a that's a great area because a lot of people are like, well, you know, that's what made us, da 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 da. But it's kind of like it's what made us, but it's not what's making us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to be tied to that deep part of history, you know? But it also, gentrification is just like, really, to give it to you cut and dry, is white people moving in on territory that's not theirs, like they've been doing for, you know, our entire US and world history. 
taking over land that ain't theirs, bringing their quinoa and kale salads and 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 bubble tea and drinking their kombucha. And it's just the rich getting richer while the poor, we get no benefit. Ain't that a different form of slavery, different form of Jim Crow. Like, it's just like, they're just putting a different spin on it. It's called gentrifying. Like, it's just... There is good parts. It's just that's how you that that ain't, that's all it is. Like you got to give it to them people. You know they put a little creative name on it and make it look all pretty. But yeah, people, some people don't know. I am a fan. I am on the side of growth. I feel like growth brings change, which change brings in new opportunities, and it it brings a a better way of life. You know, a better life for who though? I mean, because I feel like. In these certain areas, in our areas, if it wasn't for gentrification, there wouldn't be sprouts and whole foods coming to certain places closer to predominantly areas where color. You know what I'm saying? Normally, in our areas, Dude, we get our- people in these neighborhoods can't afford no sprouts. They still go to Walmart, Wayfield, Food Line. You can't afford no sprouts. All the organic, oh. all the organic food is high anyway. So it's just like, yeah, it means those businesses. But how many of us are actually walking into those buildings buying that? If you have the funds, go off. You know, eat your healthy life. You know, be you. But for the people who out the mud, you know, barely hanging on, six six generations been living in that one house on um on Campbellton. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, look, they go to Walmart getting how they get it. There are some people that can't afford it. Well, no matter where they live, they can't afford it. Ain't good for them, but we're talking about the people who can't. Well, if you cannot afford it, then I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you, but there are some people who live in certain areas because it is cheaper. However, they can't afford or they did go vegan and they went green and you can't always get that stuff at Walmart or if you do get it, it's not as good as it is at Sprout and Whole Foods. So they do go to these other areas. And they can get it. I'm talking about those people. There, there is op- or if you cannot afford it, it's a it's a motivator to hmm, one day I would like to be able to afford this lifestyle. You know, some some things you have to put in front of people. They gentrify East Point. You know, East Point been known to be ghetto. We got all the the marketplace over here. You know, all the shopping centers, the food places. Give it 15 years, it's a ran down, it's been run down, and it looks, you know, like the hood. Because, you know, it used to be more hood. It already has been gentrified. But what happens when gentrification happened and then those same people who were living there are still there? They run it back down. It's a repeated cycle. There's no real purpose for real. You know what I'm saying? Like... Cause it's always gonna repeat repeat itself. Like if ghetto people was there before, you gentrify it. The ghetto people still gonna be living there. It ain't nothing but walking into a room that smell like onions and spraying some Febreze on it. It still smell like onions with a little bit of parsley on top, some Febreze on top. You know what I'm saying? Like and what the white people they just forget about it. Hey, we'll get our money for 15 years stealing the money from these poor people already, and then they what go and move on to the next area. Oh, that's the hood. We've been there, done that. They abandoned us. You know what I'm saying? They show up uh, forcefully, intrusively into our community, our neighborhoods, take, rebuild, use us, squeeze us and drain us dry. 
and then abandon us for when their their plan didn't work out or when they don't need us anymore or we're not useful we're too ghetto for them too ghetto for division how does that help us in the long run because in the long run they get they profits and they dip they don't always abandon the areas either way we're doing all the spinning and they're doing all the making of the money. Um, so I know which side you stand on gentrification. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, you know, the healthier food options, the boutiques, all that is nice. It's nice to have and stuff, but it's just like, it's not needed. Why? Unless it's a Sheen boutique coming <laughs> to the U.S. Getting them a U.S. headquarters. Then. I ain't interested. <laughs> I ain't interested. Mm-hmm. Nat Sheen, if you're looking for U.S. employees, I'm your man. Let me correct that. U.S. influencers for the headquarters and marketing genius. One by one, many of the working class quarters have been invaded by the middle class, upper and lower. Once this process of gentrification starts in a district, it goes on rapidly until all or most of the working class occupiers are displaced and the whole social character of the district is changed. Yep, sound like gentrification to me. What do you think the root cause of gentrification is? The root cause is simply the white man wanting to take over, having that takeover spirit. Simply, it's a, I'm going to show you that I can come into your area, fix it up, make it where you can't afford it, and then leave you. I think that the intent is great. Affordable housing, healthy food choices, transportation, you know, more opportunities with transportation, you know, better education. So more quality schools, uh, you know, better social networking opportunities by providing community events and stuff like all that is great. The intent that they had in mind was great. It's just the results, you know, the results that yielded. I think that, you know, they think about statistics, they see the statistics, they think, hey, this can help. You know, statistics are numbered. They're binary. They're ones and zeros. They're computers, robots. We are people. I think what could have been, you know, helpful or is helpful because, you know, it's not like gentrification is over. You know, go to these communities. Actually talk to the people of the community. You know, get their input. See what they would change, what they want to see more of, approach they would take. You know what I'm saying? Like a compromise, a meeting in the middle. It doesn't have to be a, oh, we're just going to show up and change shit. But yeah, as far as the root cause, I yeah, I pretty much agree with what you said. Like started off as wanting to help, but it just, it comes off different. You know, everybody's different. So it's just like gentrification in one city could yield a better result. So like gentrification in Iowa could be a great thing because honestly nothing's in Iowa they need to be gentrified bring some attractions to the place to the state but gentrification in in a place like Harlem there's already a lot to do there's already a lot of history culture black history and culture you know what I'm saying in Harlem places like that don't need it okay if you want to fix up a couple things the people who are owners of the buildings why don't you just you know give them a grant you know, privately fund them, whatever you want to call it to make it legal and to make it work and to actually help them do that option. But one could argue that, you know, 
hitting back on what we said earlier, okay, I used the Iowa example, right? I said they needed it. But think about it. Who lives in Iowa? Probably some poor farmers barely keeping their farm afloat. Who knows? Can't They can't afford that either. Taking the land that they uh, either have their they farm on, their property on, or it's free land, but it's, you know, their land, you know, belongs to the state or whatever. It's just to come and put a Sephora there. Them folks don't need that Sephora. Well, they probably do. I don't know how people in Iowa look, but <laughs> let me stop. You're right. I, the whole Midwest needs to be gentrified, but, you know, to be shaked up and revived, that could be used in and everywhere. We all need that. Change is good, but only if change is done right. So in conclusion, Cartier seems to be on the pro-liberal side of gentrification. I and am you be more reserved. Yeah, I'm more reserved, liberal on the on the topic of gentrification. But we both could come together um, and agree that change is good, but only if it's done right. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I hope you guys learned a little bit more on gentrification. You listened to our insights. And it makes you think, hey, I didn't think about that aspect of gentrification. That wraps up another episode here at The Melting Pot. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Instagram at T-H-E-E Real Melting Pot. Twitter at The Melting Pot 16. And Facebook at The Melting Pot Podcast. I'm your host, Sly. I'm Cardi at the Dawn. And this has been The Melting Pot. But then I realized something very important. As a privileged person, it's not about me. If you're the privileged person, it's normally not about you. Learning this helped me see past my inner problems with gentrification. I got to see that my privilege was halting conversations that needed to happen. Most importantly, I need to focus on the people who didn't have privilege. So doing all this research and studying about gentrification shed light on a phenomenon that is impacting all of our American cities, but it also shed light on how privilege and internal problems with people who are privileged can just stop important dialogues. And I hope with our generation, this doesn't happen.